This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Have you ever wondered if your cultural lens affects the way you read and interpret scripture? For example, when Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, what did he really mean? Stick around after today's Bible reading to find out. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Samuel chapter 16. Samuel anoints David as king. The Lord said to Samuel, How long do you intend to mourn for Saul? I have rejected him as king over Israel. Fill your horn with olive oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse in Bethlehem for I have selected a king for myself from among his sons. Samuel replied, How can I go? Saul will hear about it and kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you should do. You will anoint for me the one I point out to you. Samuel did what the Lord told him. When he arrived in Bethlehem, the elders of the city were afraid to meet him. They said, Do you come in peace? He replied, Yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. So he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel noticed Elab and said to himself, Surely, here before the Lord stands his chosen king. But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't be impressed by his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. God does not view things the way people do. People look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and presented him to Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Then Jesse presented Shamath. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse presented seven of his sons to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, Is that all of the young men? Jesse replied, There is still the youngest one, but he's taking care of the flock. Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, 
for we cannot turn our attention to other things until he comes here. So Jesse had him brought in. Now he was ruddy, with attractive eyes and a handsome appearance. The Lord said, Go and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn full of olive oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. The Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day onward. Then Samuel got up and went to Ramoth. David appears before Saul. Now the Spirit of the Lord had turned away from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Then Saul's servants said to him, Look, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord instruct his servants who are here before you to look for a man who knows how to play the lyre. Then whenever the evil spirit from God comes upon you, he can play the lyre, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his servants, Find me a man who plays well and bring him to me. One of his attendants replied, I have seen a son of Jesse in Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is a brave warrior and is articulate and handsome, for the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is out with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a container of wine, and a young goat and sent them to Saul with his son David. David came to Saul and stood before him. Saul liked him a great deal, and he became his armor-bearer. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, Let David be my servant, for I am very pleased with him. So whenever the Spirit from God would come upon Saul, David would take his lyre and play it. This would bring relief to Saul and make him feel better. Then the evil spirit would leave him alone. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He takes me to lush pastures. He leads me to refreshing water. He restores my strength. He leads me down the right paths for the sake of his reputation. Even when I must walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff reassure me. You prepare a feast before me in the plain sight of my enemies. You refresh my head with oil. My cup is completely full. Surely, your goodness and faithfulness will pursue me all of my days, and I will live in the Lord's house for the rest of my life. Psalm 119 Verses 1 through 32. How blessed are those whose actions are blameless, who obey the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his rules and seek him with all their heart, who, moreover, do no wrong, but follow in his footsteps. You demand that your precepts be carefully kept. If only I were predisposed to keep your statues, then I would not be ashamed. If I were focused on all your commands, I will give you sincere thanks. When I learn your just regulations, I will keep your statues. Do not completely abandon me. How can a young person maintain a pure life? By guarding it according to your instructions. With all my heart, I seek you. Do not allow me to stray from your commands. In my heart, I store up your words, so I might not sin against you. You deserve praise, O Lord. Teach me your statues. With my lips I proclaim all the regulations you have revealed. I rejoice in the lifestyle prescribed by your rules. 
as if they were riches of all kinds. I will meditate on your precepts and focus on your behavior. I find delight in your statues. I do not forget your instructions. Be kind to your servant. Then I will live and keep your instructions. Open my eyes so I can truly see the marvelous things in your law. I am a resident foreigner in this land. Do not hide your commands from me. I desperately long to know your regulations at all times. You reprimand arrogant people. Those who stray from your commands are doomed. Spare me shame and humiliation, for I observe your rules. Though rulers plot and slander me, your servant meditates on your statues. Yes, I find delight in your rules. They give me guidance. I collapse in the dirt. Revive me with your word. I told you about my ways and you answered me. Teach me your statues. Help me to understand what your precepts mean. Then I can meditate on your marvelous teachings. I collapse from grief. Sustain me by your word. Remove me from the path of deceit. Graciously give me your law. I choose the path of faithfulness. I am committed to your regulations. I hold fast to your rules. O Lord, do not let me be ashamed. I run along the path of your commands, for you enable me to do so. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and righteous God, we thank you again for an opportunity to hear your word, to reflect on it today. We know, O Lord, that we live not by bread alone, but we live by your word. Every utterance, O God, corrects us and edifies us and sustains us and brings to us very real hope. God, we thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, O Lord, that you indeed are our shepherd, that in you we have all that we need. Not only your mighty hand that provides, but your very presence is a provision to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So today, O oh God, we hope that we would be able to rest in you, to rest in the reality that you will never leave us or forsake us, that you are indeed with us. Your rod and staff do indeed bring us comfort. For your staff pushes back the enemies of our heart, the enemies of our mind, O oh God. The flesh, the devil, and the world you have indeed defeated, O Lord. You have brought for us the victory and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for that, we say thank you. O God, we know that in so many ways we have not loved your word or your law. We have at times ignored your instructions. We have at times modified your instructions, O God. We have done wicked and wrong and negligent things with your law, the law that brings to us a reflection of your character. But we thank you, O Lord, for the grace brought to us to the Lord Jesus Christ, that for every moment we turned against your law, that we ignored your law, we modified your law. We made excuses for it. We were ashamed or embarrassed by your holy and righteous standards. Jesus fulfilled the law at every turn at every moment, and at every second. And so today, our hearts are grateful. Our hearts are overwhelmed with joy that the one who gave the law satisfied the law on our behalf. And so the righteousness that Christ fully fulfills within yourself, Lord Jesus, 
you have imputed to us. And so in Christ, we are righteous. In Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we are holy and whole. And for that, we say thank you. God, when our conscience begins to accuse us, would you remind us of this truth? That you, Lord Jesus, have satisfied it all, that you paid it all, and that you have given to us all? Help us to rest in that and to be reminded that you indeed are our good shepherd. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy. And let us always, always, always choose you as the king of our hearts, our minds, our hopes, our goals. Let us yield to you and you alone. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. In their book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes, biblical scholars Brandon O'Brien and E. Randolph Richards shed light on the ways that Western readers often misunderstand the cultural dynamics of the Bible. When Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, he was likely not referring to racy clothing, but instead he was most likely concerned about economic modesty, that Christian women not flaunt their wealth through expensive clothes, braided hair, and gold jewelry. Getting beyond our cultural assumptions is increasingly important for being Christians in our interconnected and globalized world. Learn to read scripture as a member of the global body of Christ with the book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.